This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me today in the studio, we're wearing our masks and we are socially distant. We have the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vassar, and we also have the principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue. And with us by phone is uh, the TSO's music director, Elaine Trudell, and also our special guest, that is... Our old friend Michael Lang from Toledo Ballet. Welcome, Michael. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's going, is he still special, really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, at this point... (laughs) I I had a better fanfare plan. But, uh, it's, a little, it's a little heavy on the footsteps, though. Yeah, okay. we can try this one. There you go. That's, we'll there for go. That. that's, that's the that's, one. That's my, that's my level of specialness, I think. Yeah, yes. I think well, b- before we merged organizations, you were, had a better fanfare. Now you just get the duck quacking. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so now that we've got you here, Michael, why are you here? No. <laughs> I'm asking the same question. Brad. Exactly. We've got you on the phone. We've got Elaine on the phone. We've got our, our mostly our regular Symphony Lab panel here. Uh, Vanessa has the day off. But we are talking about a concert that's happening April 25th. That's Sunday evening at 7 p.m. It's called Moving Soliloquies. This is done. This is part of the dance series of the Toledo Symphony, and there's a really interesting um, concept behind all of this. This is your brainchild, Michael, your creation here, music and dance. Why don't you give us, you know, sort of the elevator pitch for what it is that this concert represents? Well, you know, it's 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 interesting because uh, this past year, with all this COVID craziness, when we did Gershwin. Um, I, th- I think the goal was mainly let's let's make something very lighthearted and fun and a bit of escapism for people to just forget about all this for a while, and we accomplished that goal. But then, you know, what's interesting to me about um, working with all these kids at the ballet this past year is that they really the ballet has become their refuge. It's it's, it's that one little bit of normal in their life that they are just clinging on to, and so. You know, for artists, creating art is also some form of normal that we look forward to as well. So with Moving Soliloquies, my goal was a little bit more of like, hey, let's just put some art back out there for people to to experience and to, uh, you know, have some thoughts and ponder things and everything else. And it's um, it's kind of an interesting idea. I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, diving into Shakespeare before Shakespeare was Shakespeare. So you're a Shakespearean historian, you might be a little like, hey, wait a minute, you know, because I've, I've not even paid any attention to the history or anything. We've just, what we've done is we've, uh, I have Juliet uh, Quinlan playing Shakespeare. My whole entire cast, except for my little guy that's playing Puck, um, is um, is all women. So I've done the opposite of what Shakespeare did in his time, where the cast were all, all men and boys. And um, what what's happening is we're watching Shakespeare come up with Shakespeare right before our eyes. And we do, we do this through Jack Way's, uh All the World's the Stage and All the Men and Women Mirror Players from As You Like It. And uh, my dancers go through the seven ages of, of, that, of that particular speech. And, um, but we also have uh, the figments of Shakespeare's imagination, the voices in his head in the form of Puck, 
uh, in the form of Ariel from The Tempest, which is actually a dancer that makes all the theatrical magic, you know, kind of come to life, the, the liaison, if you will. Um, I, I've got a Romeo who represents his romantic side when he writes things, you know, romantically and, and things like that. And then uh, Iago from Othello that, that uh, is a little bit more of his dark, sinister side. But they're all the voices in his head that helps him to, to write these. And it's, it's, it's really a unique idea. But we're, we're, we're taking that, that, you know, that concept from Jacques' speech from, from birth to death. But the, the, my hopeful, um, I, what I hope people get out of this is that, you know, this is a person's version of life. And we all have our own versions of life. We all have our own experiences. And what I, what I want to represent with this idea is that, um, you know, that death isn't really the end. It's, it's, a, it's a transformation. It's a, it's a, a new beginning, you know, of, of something else. And so uh, hopefully people leave just, you know, enjoying hearing some Shakespeare soliloquies, enjoying the, the different uh, forms of dance that we're going to do within all this, and, and just kind of walk away going, wow, that was really, really different and interesting. So that's my, that's my hope. Yeah, I, I think we should just take a moment and acknowledge the genius of Michael Lang for, for coming up with this. I mean, <laughs> what, what a great concept and a great way to be, you know, as we're starting uh, to come back a little bit from the pandemic um, to present this this incredible marriage of dance of you know theater and of music as as well Michael tell us a little bit more about the actual dancers that are performing you mentioned Juliet Quinlan she's playing the part of you know Shakespeare himself uh, what can you tell us about some of the people that that we're going to be watching on the stage well um I have um, a list of, uh, like I said, I have four actors. So, it's, it's, you know, it really is a, uh, a meshing of, of dance and acting and music. Merwin um, can probably fill you in more on, on the, the quartet. You know, we've kept the very chamber music, very quartets and piano trio kind of stuff. Um, and it's, it's a little all over the place because my idea with that was that I wanted to take something that hadn't actually been used in the past to represent Shakespeare, but I also wanted to have it a bit eclectic so that uh, it represents this idea that, you know, life is a little all over the place. So when you get, you know, we have uh, a bookend of Beethoven with birth and death. So I, I really wanted these two to kind of go, look, this is just another form of this and, and uh, tie them together with, with Beethoven. Beethoven's one of my favorites. Um, but then, uh, you know, we go into the, you know, a soldier, which is, you know, that, that stage of life where you're just trying to fight and claw your way, you know, through and get up the corporate ladders and, you know, the idea of a soldier himself or herself. I've and, been in um, that stage for the last 50 years, I think. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. Uh, but, you know, I, I used a, a piece from Shostakovich for that, which is like just crazy off the wall, you know, like, ah, you know, and this, this girl's literally climbing up a, a three rung ladder, you know, <laughs> and, and kicking it over and, 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 you know, this whole thing. So it's, it's very powerful. And, but, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I've got the the dances are, are really individual, you know, and I've 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 kept because of COVID, you know, we've we've kept things small, you know, so that there's not a bunch of dancers on stage. It's it's really just solos, but then the other dancers come out, and it's how how does this stage of life influence this, and the the birth, and then there's um there's love that's represented, then you know the teen love kind of idea. Mm -hmm. where she actually transforms from this. Uh, I have my Romeo, um, who, who's played by Lillian Buck, uh, to the balcony scene, 
because she sees this dancer just dancing in this bedroom setting kind of thing. But then she actually transforms and becomes the idea of love itself. So birth and love and death are really more energies that, that are just kind of always there. You know, they're always there. Whatever stage of life we're in, you can experience, you know, I mean, I think when you get a new job, it feels like, you know, a, a new birth, a new, a new section. I have a, a daughter who just turned 18 a couple weeks or I think a week ago. Oh gosh. Um, you know, and this is watching her prepare to go to college and, and take this next journey in life is to me like another birth. You know, it's, it's just another stage of life that we are constantly, we, we were born into this and then we live that out and then that dies and we go into this. And, you know, it's, it's this constant transformations of, of this journey of life that, that we're all living. So, Michael, I, I just want to jump in for a moment because it, you came to us with this beautiful idea in your mind, I want to say maybe a year and a half ago or two years ago, and and the junction of music and dance and, and words and acting just seems like such a, a wonderful way to kind of celebrate the the the, the TAPA mission uh, in bringing all these great things together. But now, of course, in the last year, we've been dealing with some unforeseen obstacles and this suddenly is a is a perfect kind of program, both in its size, but also some of the focus that you've just outlined. You've talked about birth and death and discovery a lot. And, and I'm just wondering, during the past year, as COVID has been around us, how has that shaped or reshaped or, or changed your idea of this program, uh, simply because of all of the different tangents that you're bringing together into this 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 beautiful performance? Well, it's, it's interesting because obviously if COVID didn't exist, I wouldn't have a whole stage full of dancers with masks on their face and their faces, you know, but, but what's been interesting with this is I've seen this, you know, kind of um, juxtaposition of what we're going through and what this show has become. And I thought, well, that's what Jack Ways is talking about. We put on these masks to get through this game of life, you know, this, this theatrical, you know, thing of life that we all live and so the masks are kind of interesting to me in the sense that it's it's totally apropos for what we're going through now but it's also apropos for what this story is this idea that we we do put on these masks you know to to present ourselves this way at you know with these people and this you know i mean you know how, you know it's like if you're having a dinner party at home and you're laughing and you know having a great time and everything that's going to be different than the mask you wear when you're at a board meeting or when you're you know at work or or this or that you know so it's like we're constantly putting on masks to to play the part you know and i think that's that's what the show is about and that's really you know in in a literal sense we've been wearing these masks because it's been odd to see um you know every once in a while a kid will like take their mask down to drink a thing of water or something and i'm like oh my god i haven't seen that child's face in a year <laughs> and it's just uh you know, it's, it's really, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. Plus, you know, um, just, just, uh, you know, what you said about actors and musicians and, and dancers, it, it's kind of interesting in that, in that aspect too, that now that we are kind of, you know, um, you know, the, everybody's getting the vaccinations and we're hopefully seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, just, just the idea of everybody coming together, you know, different groups of people coming together to, to, to do something as one is, is kind of interesting to me as well. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been an interesting year for sure, as, as, as we can all attest. 
Yeah, well, well, the way you talk about this piece, and we keep uncovering, you know, deeper and deeper layers uh, as to the relevancy of this piece. First of all, I, I want to mention again, I said this earlier, but uh, there's only one performance of this, right? It, it's Sunday at yeah. 7 p.m. Now, people can live stream that at stream.artstoledo.com. And Zach, will they be able to watch it after the fact as well? Uh, certainly. So it's available for in-person tickets, of course, but yeah. also uh, the availability of live streaming and uh, on-demand streaming. And, you know, I, I mean, it's so rich and so interesting and a one-of-a-kind experience. Uh, you know, people should be beating down the doors to to see this show. Um, I want to bring in you, Merwin, because uh, Michael talked a little bit about the music. He mentioned Shostakovich. He mentioned Beethoven. And I sort of see your fingerprints on this piece as well, You're, you know, as far as programming the music goes. Can you talk a little bit about the music that, that you helped uh, Michael to choose for this, this production? Well, definitely, I think that we really need to give a lot of credit to Michael because he's just so um, voracious and eclectic in his musical tastes. So there's connections that he'll make that I wouldn't necessarily have made. And that really sets the program apart, I think, when you look at this is really interesting because Michael mentioned that the you know Beethoven really bookends this program and you know it's funny because of all of the composers on the program I think you know Beethoven might be the one who is most directly associated with Shakespeare in these two particular um, ch selections hmm. um, you know we yet we've kind of disassociated them from the traditional um, like associations like so the ghost trio movement that we're using is not necessarily used in a way that would have been kind of that original like you know witches scene sort of thing in Macbeth and then you know the but, but there is a, a there is a, a Hamlet connection with that ghost trio yeah. in Beethoven yeah. and there's so many different um, uh, there's so many different possibilities like Shostakovich actually wrote you know multiple um, settings of Hamlet but because we're trying to kind of limit this to a genre and chamber music that so often is actually absolute music um, we've kind of freed the, the freed the choreography from those expectations that typically you know you would have with other program music yeah. and you've, you're taking something that has the vividness of program music because somebody like Shostakovich, somebody like Grieg, somebody like Borodin, these are composers who have a theatricality to them for whom, you know, composing with gesture and with vitality and with rhythm are second nature. Um, but we've taken chamber music that doesn't necessarily have that kind of preconceived connotation mm -hmm. and allowed the dancers and Michael to really make magic with that. Yeah, you, it's a really interesting uh, concept thinking of these composers who wrote, you know, program music, mm -hmm. music that centers around an idea or a theme or some mm -hmm. theatrical event, which, you know, is, is what Shakespeare is all about. Mm -hmm. And composers that wrote absolute music, music for music's sake. And if I'm right, and tell me if I'm, I'm on the wrong path here, but it seems like you kind of stripped away... Um, the theatricality so that you could present this music and then allow Michael to fill in, you know, sort of what, what, what is happening on the stage and in the music and with the soliloquies themselves to, to create something entirely original and new. 
absolutely. I think you get this. There are some composers who not even in their most absolute of music and the music that's kind of very much purely music for its own sake. There are composers who just have a theatricality, a sense of gesture and rhythm in their music. Shostakovich is an excellent example. Um, he wrote so much wonder, wonderful ballet music and dance music and opera, operatic music that even a string quartet that's, that wasn't necessarily intended for this sort of stage, you know, pulses with that sort of life. Yeah. And so I think one thing as well that, you know, in choosing the pieces that have been chosen is there's a sense of timelessness because you're not rooted in a single century. You're not rooted in a single, um, a single type of expression. And even though we're using relatively few instruments, you're getting a really kind of eclectic, um, diverse sense of sound. So each, the, so there's a, almost a, there's very much a progression, but there's sometimes where it just jarringly jumps from one century to another. Yeah. And I think that's very intentional. Yeah. When I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think what Merwin's touching on was, was intentional. I, I have the actors that are down left and it's, it's almost like they're in Renaissance land, you know, and they're, mm -hmm. they're in Shakespeare's time. But then once we get out and we make this circle of the seven ages, it, it I want people almost a little confused on what time period we're in because to me, it's always interesting that, you know, I, I have a relative that's always a little bit like, well, we just didn't do that back in the, you know, and it's like, well, humans have been humans have been humans have been humans. I think circumstances change. I think, you know, environments might change and, and, and things, but really the human nature is always, has always been, you know, and so that's, that's what I wanted to create was this idea of like, what time period are we in now? I don't know. I, you know, I, I want them almost a little confused as to, wait, is she supposed to be Juliet or is she, you know, yeah. so that, that, that kind of thing that this life just keeps spinning, you know, it's a constant flux of change, you know, so that's, that's the little bit of what I was going for with all those eclectic choices. You know, Michael, hearing you talk about all of this, I, I really wish you would direct some opera. I think that would be great to have you as a, as an opera director as well. Um, I want to move on to our quiz, but first looking at the program here, just to, to be clear, I mean, there are musical selections, obviously, being danced to, but are there also um, monologues that are being performed? Just, just there, the words. There are, there are. Like I said, um, in the beginning, you know, Juliet, it, it, it's like she comes out and she's pondering. She's pondering. You know, there's an idea that's brewing in her head, and she goes into Jackway's speech. Okay. But then um, Romeo does the balcony scene. Um, uh, Iago, oh, I'm trying to think how how to best describe. Um, what does it be? My purse. <laughs> yeah, thus do I ever make my fool my yeah, purse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, which has so, spoiled uh, one of my quiz questions, by the way. But that's okay. <laughs> I love it when we outpress well. Anything I can you. do to spoil the quiz, I'm I'm there for you. Yeah. Um, but then, but then, uh, you know, once we get into the sixth age, which is just this old age and the body's starting to, you know, become a little bit more decrepit, and you know. Um, I, I threw in uh, Lear, I, I, you know, this 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 old man that just feels like he's been betrayed by his own daughters and, you know, and all, all, all that stuff that comes with old age and, and, and like, you know, obviously with Shakespeare to its biggest extreme, you know, uh, of the storm scene with, with Lear. But then one of my favorites, this has always been one of my favorites, uh, at, at the end when before, you know, Second Child and, and Mayor Oblivion shows up, 
she goes into Macbeth's tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, which is, is probably one of my favorite Shakespeare's. Um, but, but then Ariel comes out, you know, and I've got uh, Fiona Barnheiser who's playing Ariel. And I, I literally with this kid, I tell you, she's got her own dance language. So I let her, I give her the idea, I give her structure. And then I say, here, play over here, <laughs> you know? And so that's literally how I choreograph her, just, just wind her up and watch her go. But, she really is the liaison between these two worlds of Renaissance and who knows when. And, and she comes out, you know, after tomorrow and tomorrow. And, and it's this just, just pessimistic view of life, you know, which, you know, obviously Macbeth has reason at that point in the, in the play to have, but, um, you know, she just gives him like a shush and like, that's your, that's your idea. And then, and, you know, then we take death into another idea, you know, for, well, maybe it's this experience for someone else, you know? So, yeah, so those are the I think those are all the soliloquies that are that are in there, but yeah, yeah. Excellent. The the show is called Moving Soliloquies. It, it is uh streaming live on Sunday, also open to some audience as well. Uh more information at uh, 419-246-8000. That's the box office number. toledosymphony.com, of course, is their website or just go straight to uh, stream.artstoledo dot com right yeah okay let's get to this quiz this quiz is let me bring up the music first uh here's where here's where my genius falters <laughs> oh, but with quiz music like this how can you go wrong <laughs> this here's quiz johnny this quiz is called name that soliloquy okay name that soliloquy all right so, and nice seeing you guys <laughs> so what i'm gonna do is I'm I'm going to read a quote, and it's not necessarily a soliloquy. It could be just a, a soliloquy. <laughs> soliloquy. I was sweating about that word all day. Soliloquy, <laughs> not necessarily about, not necessarily taken directly from a soliloquy per se, but yeah. it's taken from a particular play. Uh-huh. And yeah. the idea is, you name the play. Okay, should well, be easy. We get to Google Shakespeare. Should be easy. Okay. <laughs> yes, is there a Shazam thing Shazam. that we can do where you <laughs> say the line and automatically spits out the album? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that exists. Shazamically. I'm just going to preface this with I don't even remember the teacher in high school who taught me Shakespeare's name, so I'm just going to start there. Well, you're fine because that's not on the quiz. Okay. <laughs> Funny if it were. Here we go. First quote Name that soliloquy or name that play. They are all but stomachs, and we all but food to eat us hungrily, and when they are full, they belch us. Okay, I'll try Falstaff. Falstaff? <laughs> Whoops. First bad buzzer. Nope, not Falstaff. Okay, here's the next one. Oh, wow, did nobody <laughs> even guess another chance? Thus do we just I... keep going around to the same the... show, right? Okay, hang on. <laughs> Thus do I ever make my fool my purse. Ah, there's Iago. <laughs> Othello. That goes to Michael. That's the luckily, quiz question. Like that you was... said, luckily we got one that I already used here. So I'm <laughs> exactly. So, so can I clarify <laughs> the format here, Game Man? Uh, can I just ask, are you going multiple soliloquies from the same play? Yeah. And the farther down we go, probably the easier and more obvious they get. Yes, Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. That Thank would have been really helpful to know. That, all right, gotcha. Well, yeah. the, yeah. We'll consider that a warm-up question then. Oh, no, Michael got the point. Yeah. Okay. My mistress with a monster is in love. The Tempest. Yeah, Tempest. yeah I would say Tempest. Uh, that's a no. Okay. Nope. I kiss uh. the walls whole, not your lips at all. It's not Midsummer Night's Dream? 
Well, it is yeah. Midsummer Night's Dream. But you said the Tempest before. I, I, I said Tempest. Yeah, I Michael and I said Tempest. Merwin said. Uh, oh, Merwin. Okay. So, <laughs> I think oh, we Merwin, you get it. One one I third of one point. Yeah, I did. Too. Right, right. The other quote I had was, "Now until the break of day, through this house each fairy stray." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. Here we go. Coriolanus. <laughs> <laughs> Coriolanus. <laughs> new new play. All right, new play. Oh, Shakespeare humor. <laughs> now, i got to be careful here because I'm marking Merwin and Michael both with an M, so M, I, and M, R. People, people get us confused all the time. I'm not sure if you know that, Brent. Yeah, it's happening right now. Okay. <laughs> right. If you have tears, prepare the, to shed them now. That's a quote. That's not me talking. <laughs> yeah, thanks. If, if you have this, tears, prepare to shed them now. Is this Romeo? No, not Romeo. Julius Caesar. Wow, good job. Can we discuss what Merwin's major was? I don't know. We we started the show with Elaine. I don't know if he's still there. Are you still there, Elaine? Oh, yeah, I'm still there. He's there. He's still there. I'm still there. I'm enjoying the show. Good show. (laughs) (laughs) This is your big chance, Elaine, to jump in with some of these quiz questions. Okay. Carry on. All right. You want a free ticket to a live live recording of the show. (laughs) You got a you got a new car, if I remember it. One and one of the shows. He's the only one that applied for it, but he didn't win. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. We're not. Weren't. Oh, Wirt not for laughing, I should pity him. Wirt not for laughing, I should pity him. Okay. While you live, tell truth and shame the devil. Oh, I'm getting closer. The better part of valor is discretion. Uh, wow. That's said by the character that Merwin actually guessed early on. I think it was Merwin. Falstaff? Well, that's said by the character of Falstaff, but Falstaff is not a Shakespeare play. A Mary Wise Ah, yes. Well, ah. that is a Shakespeare play, but that yeah. guess is wrong. This is part one of Henry the Fourth. Fourth. Yes, historical yeah. plays are always our strength. Yes, yeah, so historical <laughs> plays. Nobody ever reads those. Okay. Here's a good one. You forgot the best quote from that one, which is Henry the Fourth be with you. <laughs> here we go. Hell is empty and all the devils are here. Oh, I got Misery acquaints a man with strange bedfellows. Oh, now, come on. Oh, beauteous, how beauteous mankind is. Oh, brave new world that has such people on it. Oh, okay, is that no? Yes, we'll give that to Merlin. I got Tempest shy after my first guess. The Tempest. The Tempest. Um, okay. The devil can cite scripture for his purpose. All that glisters is not gold. Oh, Merchant of Venice. Yes. Boy, Merwin's cleaning up. Come on, Elaine. You can at least uh, be Googling over there live. I can't get away with it here in the studio. Totally. I went there. Okay. You guys will get this. Don't waste your love on somebody who doesn't value it. You kiss by the book. Now, if you don't get this one. This is Romeo. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon. Arise, fair sun. That's Romeo and Juliet. 
a famous aria from the opera by Gounod. Ah, le vetoi soleil. Usually they sing it better. It goes very well with the underscore. I think it's. You know, it's just like your concept for moving soliloquies. We we take the. No, it's nothing like that. No. Okay. All right, let's keep going. This is so much fun. Okay. Yeah. You sure about that? Stars, hide your fires. Let not light see my black and deep desires. Macbeth. Say again. Macbeth. Yes, how'd you know that one? That's not as well known of a quote. I thought we already did Macbeth. Did we? Well, we did it again. <laughs> All right. Listen to many, speak to a few. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. To sleep, perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. Hi, Hamlet. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. You know, these last few are a little tricky. Okay. Oh, yay. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll skip. I'll skip down here. Okay. Many a true word hath been spoken in jest. Thou wouldst not have been old till thou hadst been wise. What do you think of my delivery, by the I, way? <laughs> I, I, I was impressed, actually. I, I, I didn't hear any effort whatsoever. You'll get this one. How sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. King Lear. Ah. Yes. King Lear. All right. Or, let's you see. know, are any one of our households, <laughs> you know, in the morning before school. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Last one. All things are ready if our mind be so. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. Once more unto the breach, dear friends. Another one of those historical Henry plays. Henry V. Henry V, yeah. yes. Okay. Well, let me count it up here and see who won, because I don't I know until Merwin we get the official count. Merwin, I think, got at least 27 of these. Right. Michael got out a couple. Yeah, 27 out of... 11. <laughs> so, That's good job, That's Merwin. That's a tough time signature. <laughs> <laughs> a tough time signature indeed. There's 11th notes. <laughs> the more you know. Good job, guys. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm populating my soundboard. If, if Elaine is not participating, I've got his daughter on my soundboard. <laughs> she, can, she can speak for you. Um. Yeah. She, she, she should better. say, great job, Merwin, and then, you know, <laughs> you guys can do better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I had higher hopes for you. Here, that would be here. the great insult from a child. Yeah. <laughs> you guys we can do better than that. Yeah. Than that. <laughs> you have to wait for it. We can do better. Genius, my foot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was, I don't even know what to say to that. Okay. So is there anything else that anybody wants to add about this before I do a wrap-up? I think I've said enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just throw in a little bit here. 
you know, we just have to see this as another great example of why TAPA exists. You know, we are the Toledo Alliance for the Performing Arts, and by bringing together dance and music, we can create those wonderful moments where one plus one equals three or four or five. And, you know, we've, we've unfortunately, due to the pandemic, had very few opportunities to show off this, this vision. We did it with Carmina Burana. If anybody remembers the wonderful choreography that Michael added to that, uh, I think that will be a, a memory for everybody to take uh, from the concerts that we performed. Here's another opportunity to see what music and dance and 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 now oration can can really bring together. And I'm just proud that even in this tragic pandemic, we've been able to keep the performing arts alive, and we've remained committed to it. And uh, just I'm so thrilled for this performance. Well, I think we're all thrilled for this performance. And like I said before, you know, it's happening just once on the stage. People can capture that lightning in a bottle live with the live stream. Uh, There may still be a few tickets left uh, before the concert, so you can call up if you want to uh, come and attend in person. Uh, The box office number is 419-246-8000. You can also get tickets at ToledoSymphony.com. And you can stream this event as well. If you're listening to this podcast and the date has already passed, April 25th, go online anyway. You can find it there and you can watch it at your leisure from home. That is at stream.artstoledo.com. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of our program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony online. You can visit their website at toledosymphony.com and their various social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find the TSO streaming concerts online, as I mentioned. You can find that at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Zach Vasser, Merwin Sue, Michael Lang, and our special guest, Elaine Trudell. I'm Brad Cresswell, and this has been Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91. I, lo- I love how I, I love how I started out special, and then I didn't end special. Can't <laughs> we can do better than that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs>